You're listening to Trot's Life with Toby McKinnon. Welcome to Moving Day. It is your Thursday edition. We call it Moving Days. We move our attention to the weekends racing and first and foremost each week on the Thursday. We're generally joined by Tim O'Connor. We'll get to him shortly. Got some really big guests on today. Mick Gurren, as per usual, and Jamie Cockshut, as per usual. Steve Telfer will join us uh, in the first half an hour, and we'll talk uh, Newcastle Mile and also New South Wales Oaks. He's got some key runners and big players across the next couple of days, particularly in Sydney. And he's a born and bred uh, Broken Hillian, is uh, Steve Telfer. So we'll touch on that a little bit as well with him and his background in harness racing. Di Giles joins us as well. And She's having a great run at the moment. 17 winners last year was her best effort. She's had 98 winners as a trainer. She's closing in on the 100. But first, it is that time of the week, and it's one of our favourite 30 seconds of all week. Ladies and gentlemen, our first player to tee off this morning, Tim O'Connor from Ballarat in Australia. Get in the hole! Tim, welcome. How are you, mate? Hey, mate. Great to be on. And uh, once again, straight down the fairway, <laughs> 300 metres uh, with a short chip for Eagle. No, get in the hole. It's It goes in the hole, Tim. Well, there's a yeah, there's a person in the crowd there that's had too few too many beers, and he thinks uh, yeah he hasn't quite seen it correctly. But it was just a good 300 yard uh, drive down the fairway on a par four. Who's that bloke in the crowd cheering you on? You reckon had too many beers? Uh, who would that be? I'm going to say Sean McNulty. Oh yeah, he would go out that too. I reckon. Yeah, well, nice to have Sean McNulty at the golf and cheering you on too. Now, that was a, um, that was a good response. Well, there's good, a good to be on. There's a good segue from Sean McNulty into Birchip because yeah, uh, he, he'll he be there, I would have thought. He's got a Bucks party that weekend, though. So oh, no. I'm not he sure he's in that sort of form. I'm not sure he's <laughs> in a total lock, but uh, he may need to, as Lockie say, be on the short backup. <laughs> he might be a conspicuous last also. Uh, <laughs> if we're using Lockieisms. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Birchip. What... Um, what a what a great announcement! Sort of in the last week or so, or well, the news filtered trip. I guess it hasn't been an announcement as such, but the uh, the two feature races on Birchip Cup Day, the Sharps Bakery Malleable Pacing Cup and the TMC Enviro Malleable Trotters Cup have both been elevated to ten thousand dollar races and some some different conditions on the races. So we should get better horses. And right across the meeting, there's um, yeah, it's shaping as a at least a bigger day on track than it was last year, Toby. I don't know if it can be much bigger off the track. It's a sensational day, but great to see the club get lifts uh, in their key races from $4,500 last year to $10,000 this year. It's going to be a fantastic day on Sunday, March 12. Just on the golf theme, mate, that is one place you do want to get some slice. Uh, vanilla slice, Sharps Bakery. <laughs> trust me. Oh, that's an abs- that's you to a T. That jo- that's not <laughs> oh, a joke. To a yeah, is... You mean to a T? Oh, on, I didn't even mean that. Oh, yeah. come, on. <laughs> come on. No, fully agree with that. But I tell you what, you, you've been to Birdship. Uh, it is, you know, it, I can't stress how much fun it is. It's 
It's not uh, the absolute pinnacle of our harness racing on the track, but it's still a wonderful day of racing. But off the track, it's superb. It's that carnival atmosphere. The music goes all day. It goes into the night. Um, it's just... Yeah, it's everything you want in a country race day, so I cannot wait. But it's it's it was disappointing in a in a sense last year, wasn't it, Toby? There was only five races on the card, and they were all just four thousand five hundred dollar races. So, look, we had small fields, and you know it was just a hard day to, I guess, for the punters club to get rolling, and there probably wasn't a lot of turnover on track. But this year, two ten thousand dollar cups, and there's also a seven thousand dollar maiden pace, and I've heard a few whispers that the club might be boosting the three year old pace as well getting that up in, in price as well. So, look, we could have an eight-race card, a couple of $10,000 races and a couple of $7,000 races. will be a wonderful day on track. Oh, I still think the issue is, in harness terms, Horsham's next door and Horsham race the next day with their invitational driver's race. So it's really splitting the pool of horses in that area, which makes it a bit difficult. But uh, that's not our issue for this morning, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, and I guess the other the key point to mention is I was looking back through the conditions of last year's uh, cups, and they were restricted to horses um, that hadn't won more than five thousand dollars in their last four starts. So, you know, that suggests out of form type horses. But the conditions, uh, at least on the pacing cup this year, it's restricted to horses which have not won more than one race with prize money of over fifteen thousand dollars. So we could get some really nice horses coming to Birdship, and particularly from connections and trainers that think they can. I guess find the front and lead around that tight little circuit because Ooh. yeah, that's <laughs> that's tends to be an advantage there at Birchip. Oh, I've seen a few cups at Birchip where they, a couple of people have thought they wanted to lead and uh, <laughs> it's gone pear shaped for them. That's uh, that's all. We'll leave it at that. Uh, great news for the club, though. I think that that's, yeah, it is uh, it's really exciting because it, the racing will hopefully match the uh, action off the track. Cannot wait. And uh, if you if you ever want to head to a country trotting meeting or you just think I want to do something a little bit different, this is the meeting. And uh, I can assure you, you'll have a great day. March 12, the day before the Horsham Trotters Cup in the Invitational Day. Is that the, the card on the, on yep, the Monday? on the Monday, yep. Uh, now, uh, reports to me that you've put in an offer for Captain Ravishing, mate, for the $4.5 million. Is that true? Yeah, well, I only deal in sort of 1% shares with my horses, so... Uh, yeah, That's 45 grand. I still don't know if I could even afford that, but yeah, interesting, isn't it? There's a bit going on. I sort of haven't been right across that one, but um, it was interesting to see that figure put out on a US sale site yesterday. I don't know if you know any more, but $4.5 million was the tag, and uh, that has since come down, that ad, so I don't know where that kind of stands, that, that but I mean... Would you take four point five million? You probably would, wouldn't you? If you if you own Captain Ravishing, that's a pretty decent payday, uh, I reckon. Well, yes, but to be worth that, he'd have to really penetrate the American market as a stallion, which is uh, pretty difficult. And I suppose kicking off, he needs to win the Chariots of Fire for starters. And do you think he'll lead, mate? I had Matt Craven on yesterday. Matty Craven was resolute in the fact that the horse will lead, but I'm not so sure. I think Matty Craven might even cross him still. Yeah, um, interesting discussion. I've got a few little points to make there. Um, I did watch a replay going back. Uh, I can't remember when it was, but it was early days. It might have even been about start three. Oh, Captain yeah. Ravishing uh, drew barrier two. He's a son of a gun, barrier five. Uh, Captain Ravishing held out. He's a son of a gun comfortably. He's a son of a gun from memory, sat outside and crushed him and beat him, <laughs> which uh, is almost but un- inconceivable now. So I'd, I'd, I think you'll lead, Toby. I think you'll lead comfortably, Captain Ravishing. And um, 
in my opinion. Fast horses are fast horses wherever they want to be used. I, I can't see anything crossing him, but uh, there's certainly a school of thought out there that Barrier 1 isn't to his best advantage. But, but that's like saying that when we were 10, you got me out once, so now I wouldn't belt you all around the park. And we all know that's true if we played cricket. So well, I get you out every time now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't you know actually. I'd be, I mean. trying to hit, I'd be trying to hit you in the head. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting you out. No, I do. Um, it was just an interesting, I mean, it was a, it's just a key bit of form there. I just thought it was interesting to look at. Uh, speaking, I went out to Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin Stables on Tuesday. Uh, did a little clip for the social channels with Alan McDonough. You might have yeah. had a look at that, but... And even off camera, look, he they're just categorically saying he'll lead. Has Tabe I've spoken to. I've written a story with him. He can't see any scenario where Captain Ravishing doesn't lead. I think he'll lead. Uh, I think he'll lead and win. And uh, we ran a little... You love these, Toby, so you, you mightn't have been across this one. On Facebook last night, the, the guys at HRV put together a little um, four-box uh, scenario where the, each emoji related to a horse. So Captain Ravishing... He's a son of a gun. Catch a wave and can't find a better man with the four options about who will lead the Chariots of Fire on Saturday night. The love heart was Captain Ravishing, the love heart emoji, and he was uh, comfortably voted yeah. as the horse that will lead. 73 but, votes. The next best was 20, which was he's... Uh, no, it wasn't even he's a son of a gun. The, the being, next one was... Just being crossed and doing the retake count as leading? Uh, not in my opinion. Oh, uh, well, then I'd be 50-50. I think Maddie will cross him and... Then Mark will do uh, the old retake. Yeah, and uh, well, I guess that, that's up for debate whether that counts as leading. Um, Matty said he's he's going down to a boat shop to get a tow rope, <laughs> and he said it's going to have to be a long one. That's what he said yesterday. He didn't exactly. He didn't say that, but he said he'll need a tow rope. It'll be a long. That's one. not a bad quote. That's that's the pull-out <laughs> quote for the headline on the website. I reckon. Um, just looking at that um, voting poll little thing we had on Facebook last night. Um, the second highest emoji was the thumbs up, and uh, I don't know if this says anything about a harness racing family. Uh, that wasn't even one of the options, so <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Someone's just gone with a thumbs up anyway. But uh, categorically, the the family, the HRV family, I reckon Captain Ravishing will lead. Do, does it matter, Toby? Does he just win anyway? Well, sort of semantics. I, I sort of hope he just leads the whole way. He's on the marker pegs, and he does he does something ridiculous, you know. Imagine he rent 145.8 or 146.2, you know. 146.9, the record, yeah. Is that right? My field marshal over the sprint trip at Menangle. Now, if he breaks... Can he beat it? If he, oh, well, of course he can. He can beat it. He, does he no need... Doubt. He probably needs some pressure, though, doesn't he, for that to occur? He no, probably won't do that solo, not. or I, you don't... I think he buckles a little bit under pressure. Leap to fame, put him to the sword. I just think he, 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 likes, he likes dictating terms, you know. And as soon as... Um, He's probably a bit like a, a a fast bowler. They like dictating terms, and once someone hooks them for six a couple of times, they just they, they fire just up. Lose you get an extra five k out of uh... yeah, but they just lose their line and length, and then they're done for the day. You know. Well, I, I guess the scenario for him to break the record would the best scenario be he's a son of a gun, spears across, leads, and he goes around for the retake, and yep. there's that set up a fast first quarter. Possibly, very possible, and then he just runs a a twenty eight five twenty nine second quarter, which I know sounds fast a lot, but. And then, and then Mark finds – there's a button on Mark's cart somewhere. I haven't found it. Um, yeah, it's there. I've seen it. Uh, I've been at the trials, and I have seen it. It is on there, and there's a, the, a little NOS cylinder as well. At the 600, he pushes the button or whatever he does and just see what he can do. Or does he just win the, the chariots and at whatever, even if he runs 150, and then it's the Miracle Miles, the next target, and that might be when he really lets him go. Yeah, I – 
I don't know. I just get. Not, I'm probably just making. This is probably just be, me being a, a romantic. But when I was out there Tuesday, it just there just feels to be an air of he's going to do something special. There's just a confidence yep. amongst yep. you know Emma Clayton, Alan. They they just feel like he, he's just going to go crazy. So whether it's the the track record, Toby, or um, there's been a few whispers, maybe it's the the quickest last quarter in history or something like that. Could he do that? That's possibly more likely. Yeah, okay. Where he just absolutely roars in the last 400. Um, either way, I, I can't wait. Um, it, it's I haven't been excited about this for a race probably since the four-year-old Bonanza, and I had a horse in the race, and I wanted Captain Ravishing to, to do something special against my horse, and he did. <laughs> Woohoo! We've got the peacock again. <laughs> Um, and just very briefly, because we're going to get out to a break, because I've got uh, Steve Telfer lined up for 11.20. Uh, Pink Galaz has retired. I saw a little uh, note on Twitter or somewhere about that uh, in the last 24 hours, and you just spoke to Matty Craven. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did see a little note as well, but just wanted to confirm that with Matty. Yeah, she has retired. Uh, she ran in a race at Hamilton, I think, mid-January. That's her final start. Reading the tweet here from Darren Clayton doing my work for me, but she retires as a five-time Group 1 winner, 45 career starts, 18 career wins, over $300,000 in prize money, and he summed it up. What a wonderful little mare. She was every bit of that, and uh, what a great story she's been. She had a, a great tie through the family and a very special horse, but she is finished as a racehorse. And oh, I don't think she was even perfectly sound when she was broken in, so she has done a terrific job. I think they called her the Brown Dog too, which Correct. was a, a great little nickname. Uh, maybe it's not one you wanted to have if you're a <laughs> uh, if you're a horse, but it's a, it was pretty. A, it was an affectionate name, and yeah, yeah. she was a ripper. One at her best, uh, she was very, very good, and she was just a little a little thing. And um, what a what a career she's had. Five Group Ones, hundred percent. Good on you, Tim. We'll do it again next week. Chat then. Cheerio. See you, mate. Let's get a breakaway. We'll come back with Steve Telfer on the other side.